Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is Ivan Lathan. And it's me, Rachel Lindsay. What's up, fam? What's up, girl? What's going on? What's going on? Times Square, Rachel. Oh, I was going to say it, too. Have you, been in time- have you ever been in Times Square before? No, Rachel. I haven't. <laughs> um. I'm assuming that from asking that question that you've been in Times Square before. Okay. My friend sent me a picture. Okay. And it's like, it's one of those things like, wow. Back in 2007, I, I interned in New York. And she came and she visited me. And they had this thing for tourists where you would write on the dry erase board and they take a picture of you and they put you up in Times Square. So she sent that to me to show how far I've come. She's like, look at you, friend. Look how far you've come. And then, um, you know, Bachelorette, there was a poster in Times Square, but not like ours. It was off to the side, kind of in the cut. This was prime time. And we we, look good. And we we look good. Y'all know we we did. did. We did. That's the old pre-pandemic weight that I was at right there. So it's good. Look, I feel way about it. But here's the thing, though. Um, That was really cool. Yeah, it was. That's something. It's really cool to be able to have your mom. You guys don't know what we're talking about. Me and Rachel did a frequency shoot with Spotify, and there was a billboard for it up there in Times Square, like a big digital billboard. It's cool, man. It's like a cool thing. It's It's dope. It's really cool. Yeah. Wow, I've never heard Bozeman bark. That's always Copper's job. Is everything okay? You want to you want to check on it? Hold on for a second. What's what's this guy's deal? Hold on. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. I'm back. Hey, what's your deal? Man, he's he's lonely. He just wants some company. Get away from me. Oh my now. god. Elbow the hell out of you in your face. Huh? What are you doing? That's why you hit your head. It's so big. He has such a big head. Yeah, he does. Get up here so Rachel can see you. Since you interrupted the podcast. <gasps> Hi, Bose. Look at that. Look at that handsome cut. Listen look how good you look. That's yeah. all he, he wanted us to see him. Look at that smile. Right, get down. Get out. Van, don't you feel like you see Bozeman in every dog now? Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's looking at himself in the mirror and he's just so funny. Like he can't get over the concept of him in the mirror. It's so hilarious. Okay. Back to the podcast. Uh no, but it was a lot it, that was that was definitely very cool. Uh Rach, you know what I haven't asked you? I haven't asked you how's Brian been? What's what, what's been up with Brian? How's he adjusting oh. to LA? Brian's good. Brian loves LA. He wanted to be here before I was here. Um but he's doing good. He's looking for office space actually right now. And I think he found a, a place. He put like some a bid in for a, a certain office. So hopefully he gets it. He's trying to get all set up out here, mm-hmm. do his chiropractic thing. But thank you for asking. He's good. You know what? Uh, I forgot about what I was going to say now because you said office space. And one of my favorite, <laughs> one of the funniest movies. Have you ever seen Office Space? The movie? I have actually seen Office You've Space. Seen, of all the movies that we talk about on here... Office you, Space is a pretty popular movie. I know, but it's not one of the. It's not Office Space is in no way, in no way as big as Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like in no way. No, like don't even 
in no way is I'm, Office I'm Space as big as Bill Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's later. It's like 10 years after. So that's probably might be a reason why you saw that not Bill and Ted, but in no but way. But I feel like Office Space is something people talk about into adulthood. Like it's a conversation that carries on, especially it being Office Space and people can relate to like, oh, that coworker, that boss. Nobody's talking about Bill and Ted's excellent adventure into adulthood. So if I didn't catch that back in the day, I missed the boat. Okay, so you have a slight point, but here's the only here's the only pushback to your point. Office Space is a movie that still for whatever reason remains in the zeitgeist because let's face it most people not, i'm not gonna say most people but a lot of people hate their jobs so a lot of people <laughs> hate their jobs so office space is a movie that they can reference when they're talking about the angst that they have with their jobs that's true mm-hmm. but bill and ted's excellent adventure is kind of like a big deal i'd say it's a notch a notch and a half under like back to the future another it, movie i've never seen This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. What? At least I've heard of it. I had never heard of Bill and Ted's. I've just never seen it. You know why? Because I feel like the time, I missed the moment. I feel like the moment has passed me. At this point, I'm just too old to have seen it. What? Sorry, man. I I hesitated even telling you that. I could have probably just lied my way through that conversation. But honesty is what we do best here on on higher learning, and I've never seen it. I, I thought even that, Bo, even Bozeman came back for this. Yeah, the dog has come in here. <laughs> Bozeman the Bernadoodle has come in here. You've never seen back. To the future. Nope. Like, what kind of movies did the judge have you in there watching? I didn't watch Back to the Future, but I saw Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator is fine. It's okay. It's okay. That was my Back to the Future. (laughs) Absolutely zero excuse for you not seeing Back to the Future. And by the way, the age thing doesn't work here. What year were you born again? 85. Okay, so that's the year the movie came out, right? So I get it. You didn't see it. However... What I would say is 
there's a point to where to where you're like eight or nine years old, ten years old, right? Everybody talks about Back to the Future. People talk about Marty McFly, Doc Brown, all of these things. You don't get curious enough to maybe check out Back to the Future. What was it rated? PG-13? It's PG. It might have been PG, but it's PG, PG-13, but it might have been PG. So if it was PG-13, I couldn't even see it until I was 13, and I really obeyed those rules back in the day. You really obeyed those rules? I really did. No, let me tell you something about I'm not, look, I, I I really did. I'm not going to talk about your upbringing anymore. I'm not okay. going to talk about it. Well, I appreciate that. I'm the, sure my the, parents do too because they listen to this podcast. Well, I'm telling you right now because all I'm going to have is smoke for them if I continue to talk about this. You got the, you guys are sheltered. You're, you're like, uh, Mom, Dad, I want to watch Back to the Future. And the judge says, I think we should be learning about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And Abednego. Like, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> That's not how it went, but okay. That's exactly how it went. That's exactly how it went. My parents were like, those ratings are there for a reason. So when you're 13, you can watch PG-13. I want to watch a cartoon. I think we should talk about Joseph and the dreams that he had. You know what I mean? Like the the, the coat of many colors. You know, like all all that, you know, and that's kind of how it felt like it went for you. Well, it, it didn't. Not quite, you, but okay. I bet, I, bet, I bet you know about the code of many colors, though. Well, of course I know. I went to a, a Christian go. school my whole life. We took Bible every year. Of course I know about Joseph. I mean, Rachel was his yeah. mother. Rachel was his mother. So, Rachel, your name, Rachel, is that's a biblical name? It is a biblical name. Wow. 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 It is. <laughs> back to the future. No back to the future, huh? Maybe I'll see it. Maybe I'll see it. No, yeah. you're no, no. You're going no? to see it. No, you're going to see it. Okay. You're gonna come over, and we're gonna watch Back to the Future. But see, here, here's my thing. Here's my thing about watch, this. If I don't enjoy it, if I don't enjoy it the way that you it's want impossible. me to, you're gonna be upset. It's you have to realize it's not 1985. Don't matter. So the, the special effects, all of that, it's gonna fall flat on me. I remember I tried to watch an old Batman. With, Which old with Michael Keaton, I cannot remember. I tried to watch an old Batman with Michael Keaton, nigga, and I was what? like, "What nigga, the hey, hell hey, is hey, this? Yo, yo, what hey, 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 hey! I'm be honest with you. Stop. Seriously. <laughs> after after hey, I Rachel. saw the Dark Knight, I Rachel. was like, "I'm sorry. How did Rachel. Batman just fly up in here? It was Rachel. so I couldn't Rachel. take the special okay, effects. You know what? I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real with you on some real shit. Seriously, all jokes aside, yo, like, watch this. Look how now. upset he is. Serious He's now. <laughs> Like, serious now. You're doing this on purpose. This is not true. Like, serious now. All jokes aside. There's all jokes there, aside. There is a all moment where shit, for it's, real, too real, hard to, it's too hard to watch some of the special effects from older movies because Wait. we've got, we've moved so far. We've Hold moved on. so far past that. There's no the, CGI in the original Batman. There's very yeah, little special I saw effects. How, it's I their, saw their how traditional Mike, effect. I saw how My- Michael Keaton flew in. It was a scene, and I said, "Flew in when you talk about when he flies in." The, look, it's you wild. You're you're a wild person. Well, where's I'm about to call Bill, man? Is Bill around? Hold on for a second. No, don't call Bill. I this is not the rewatchables. There's a reason they've never asked me to be on that podcast. There's a reason, okay? <laughs> Unless they're recapping Care Bears or something like that. There's they're not going to have me on there. Don't do not call Bill. I, I'm gonna I'm call Bill right now. I'm gonna call. You don't. That's not necessary. I'm gonna get Bill on the phone because because uh, 
because I'm I'm sick of our it. Our listeners would like for us to start the podcast. That's no, what they would like. They don't want to hear from Bill. I don't care what they want. <laughs> wow. Okay? That'll be that'll be a topic in the Reddit conversation. Shout out to the Reddit. Shout out to our thought warriors. Everybody, go become a part of one of the highest communities on Reddit. You know what? You're right. I'm not gonna need to call Bill. What is he gonna do? Thank you. Like we could just move on. Just shame me. Just shame me. It's not about shame. It's about actual. It's actual. It's actual pity. It's not about shame. It's. I don't need your pity. Don't Don't matter. Don't, don't matter. need it. Don't matter. You never saw Back to the Future. You need somebody's pity. You think Batman, the original Batman, the Tim Burton Batman, you think it sucks. I Okay, those words did not. That's what I you said. I said I laughed. I laughed. I just, it was you, just, it's hard. It was hard get, for me to watch. Get, name me a movie that you like. Tell me, just throw out a movie that you like. Tell me a movie that you like. That I, I love? Yeah, tell me a movie you like. Yeah. Legends of the Fall. We've talked about this. No, give me another one. Give me another one. A movie Why? that you because like. Because that's good. And you no, just want you want you, I know. Want, you want to talk about it. Legends of the Fall is it? cool. No, I Legends know. of the Fall is cool. Give me another movie that you like. It's a movie that's good for Rachel. Higher Learning. Fuck that shit is stupid. That's how I feel now. <laughs> Why you couldn't do that with Legends of the Fall? Because man, I gotta be honest with you, bro. I gotta be honest with you. I can't do that with Legends of the Fall. Man. It's so good, right? <laughs> I can't even count Legends of the Fall, man. Like Legends of the Fall, bro. So I, I can't. I can't count. I, I, that would be a lie. Everybody who knows me would know that if I diss, let me tell you something. Legends of the Fall, Brad Pitt in Legends of man. the Fall, it is. It's like you look at it and you go. Because a lot of times you watch these movies and these guys are supposed to be dashing and great looking and all of this. You know, whatever, right. Who is this nigga? You, and you look Brad Pitt at Legends of the Fall, his hair's long, he's all earthy and stuff like that, and you go, nah, I see why she fucking with him. Like, he, <laughs> like, <laughs> she couldn't get over like, him. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. it. And then I also, uh, I would love to do like a black version of Legends of the Fall, and I'll tell you why, and then we can okay. move on. Okay, and then I want to, no, but I would love for you to cast the brothers. Okay, so I'll cast the brothers. This is the, okay. I'll do a black version of Legends of the Fall. I'll tell you why. Legends of the Fall is some messy shit. It really is. And like, Legends of the Fall is like, okay, so the they go all to, off to war, the brothers come back, or one brother dies in the war, and then the girl is still there. Why she stuck around after they went to war and after her bro- after the guy she was with died, I never know. I never know why she was still there. Cause of Tristan. But she did at first she wasn't with Tristan. No, though. no, no. Remember, remember before the younger brother left and the older brother caught her and Tristan kind of looking at each other in the library and they were kind of giving each other the eye and uh-huh. they kind of back, but they didn't do anything, kind of backed away. She already had a thing for Tristan. So the moment old boy died out there in war and she got the news when she came back, she was holding on for Tristan. It she opened the ho- door for Tristan. I, I know, but. Just, I would have um, waited seven years when she said when she said forever was too long. Not for Tristan. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't for Tristan. And then Tristan had to cut his brother's heart heart out during the war. He, he didn't have heart. to do all that. He, that. he did. He did. It was part of his tradition. It was part of his culture. He cut his brother's heart out, wrapped it up, and then he went on there. And he killed. He went behind him. enemy lines, scalped everybody. It was crazy. Yeah. But if we remade Legends of the Fall, okay, who who are we casting? This would be the brother. These would be the brothers. Okay. So the brother that dies in a war would be pay, played by Ashton Sanders. Do you know who that is? No. You know who I Ashton said, Sanders I is? I would have said um, Donald Glover. 
No, it's going to be Ashton Sanders. Okay. Donald Glover could actually be the other brother. The older one? No, 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 no. I think he could be. I think he's got that kind of stick up his ass type of situation. He could be the older brother. But okay, so Ashton Sanders is from. Okay, okay, okay. I've seen him before. Moonlight, Moonlight. Yes, yes, Moonlight. Moonlight, Moonlight. Okay, that's a good one. Moonlight, Moonlight. Moonlighting. No, he wasn't Moonlighting. He was in Moonlight. So Ashton Sanders would be that Mm -hmm. brother. You know what? Don Glover's not good for the older brother. I'm trying to think. Because you need somebody straight laced, very, very. uh, I'm trying to think who you cast there. Is that a Lakeith Stansfield role? No, no, no. Maybe, no. maybe Anthony Mackie. That's too old. Too old? Yeah, that's too old. You all, you stay calling Anthony Mackie old. That's twice you've done that on the podcast. Now I'm not dissing Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie's 43 years old, and these guys got to be dudes that are young enough to like go and serve in the war. Yeah, but so, that older brother came off very old. He did. Like, you know why the, he, he gave that off? He came mm-hmm. off. He came off old because. We're not we're not realizing the fact that these ages are getting younger and younger every single time. I'm 41, right? Mm-hmm. Niggas that was 41 in 1985, that was Danny Glover. You know what I mean? It was totally <laughs> different. So that's why he, the dude was probably only 32 or 33, 34 maybe. So anyway, anyway, we'll we'll, we'll who cast- is Tristan? Yeah, that's that's the the hard one. Who is Tristan? Tr- Tristan's gonna be hard. So. It, Y'all help us. Help us. Help us. Tristan could be Travante Rose. Tristan no. could be. No, you don't like yeah, Travante Rose? Do you I like could see y- him being the older brother more than do you like, Tristan. Do you like Yaya Abdul Mateen for Christian? Um, do you like. We just need. He's, the, you older, gotta have he's a, the older brother too. You got to have like a, like a hyper pretty boy warrior poet type of dude. You know what I mean? You got to have like somebody like that. I don't know. But Black Legends of the Fall. Black Legends. <laughs> That's the name of the movie. Black Legends. Black Legends. And we we make it all modern. You know, we do the whole modern thing. That's IP. Okay. We, I can okay. get that made by the Like you know some what's... urban cowboys type thing? I don't know. Don't have to be urban. Hold on. Don't have to be urban. Fuck that. Every time they take something black, they make it urban. Legends of the Fall in Cabrini name, Cowboys, in, in, in okay. Cabrini Green projects. Let's take <laughs> Legends of the Fall and put it in Harlem. No, it's gonna be I like out Harlem. in the. No, it's gonna be out in the. Black people can have farms too. We got we got a farm, and we're gonna move it up to current day. And we're gonna make it the Iraq War, or something like that. And then, then we, you know, it's the whole. It's it's great. It's the best idea we've ever had. All right. Uh, Take a break. We'll come back. Come right back. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. 
We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Okay, political news. We haven't done, we haven't settled into uh, U.S. political news, domestic political news as much in a while. Uh, the House passed a bill to create a January 6th insurrection commission. Okay. Uh, the GOP was very staunch in opposing this. All right. The vote passed, the bill passed with a vote of 252 275. The bill is going to face a different landscape in the Senate. Uh, it's going to need 10 Republicans to be on the side of uh, looking into what what happened. And of course, we know that Mitch McConnell opposes the bill. Um, do you know what the purpose of this bill is and what they're trying to do here? How much do you care about investigating the incidents, uh, the uh, investigating what happened, going deep, 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 basically applying government resources to a commission to investigate January 6th. What, what, and here's my thing. Whatever the commission finds, what's going to be done? That, that's, that's my thing. If you find, what, if you, you finding out who did it, aren't we, isn't the FBI already on that? You're finding out who was behind it. Isn't the FBI supposed to be already on that? I guess I don't understand the purpose of this. If nothing's actually going to be done in regards to the insurrection, you've already, okay. you know, they've already gone through the impeachment process. Um, that didn't work. You've already the the Republicans, some came forward and were, um, you know, condemning the president for his actions in it. And they they retracted. They took that back. So what's going to happen here? What's the purpose of all of this? The GOP is already fighting it. I just right. don't understand. I, I, at this point, I'm just like, if it's not going to help in any way, which I just don't understand how it will, then I don't understand the purpose of it. OK, so what it's supposed to do, obviously, is uh, establish an independent uh, bipartisan uh, commission and it'll protect against the the politicization. I can't say words uh, of looking into it. Right. And it's supposed to be something for us to get to the bottom of sort of the failures and maybe the the larger issues surrounding what happened January 6th, right? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. And and this is why I'm this is why I'm actually fascinated by it. All right. Go for it. Do you want to know how big in scope the insurrection was? Is there is there a possibility? Obviously there's a possibility and there's a probability that if there wasn't knowledge, if put it like put it to you like this. When you look at groups like the Three Percenters and the Oath Keepers and all of these other people that are mixed up in these groups that were significantly pro-Trump, is there a possibility that this commission could provide the American people with a roadmap uh, of just how far these people um, have immersed themselves into organizations and structures and places that we rely on? Don't you want to know 
just how many active military members consider themselves to be oath keepers or three percenters. Don't you want to know how many congressmen or people in Washington have connections to QAnon? Don't you want to know how far this goes? And to me, I think commissions like this, oftentimes when they look at things and they, they use these resources, if it's effective, what they're able to do is actually take a look, not just at what happened, but at the behind the scenes of what happened and kind of give us some sort of inkling of how much this thinking, these organizations uh, and these perspectives have bled over into actual, into influencing people who we actually need to work on behalf of all Americans. Mm-hmm. What do you, I what think, do you think about that? I think that's a great point. If something's actually going to be done once those findings come to light, if it's just going to be a report that comes out and nothing is actually going to be done, then what was the purpose of it anyway? I guess the reason I'm not hopeful for that is because anything that has surrounded the insurrection has kind of failed. There hasn't there hasn't been, I guess, big things that have been done at the fact that people stormed the Capitol and tried to take over. I just it, it to me, I don't see it going anywhere. And that's why I say, what's the purpose? But if this but if what you say happens and it is revealed that these type of organizations have infiltrated our our uh, to congress or the military or people with power and then they act on it to remove these problematic people then go for it i just don't see that happening yeah i, I don't know how much I, I don't know how things work to that degree how much I, I guess what i'm what i'm talking about more so is you know to get a look at exactly the state of disarray that American political thought and American political action is in, right? And another thing that fascinates me by this is the fact that the Republicans oppose it. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is it's, that because these findings may come to light? To light. And the fact that the Republicans oppose it, some Republicans, I don't want to speak for all Republicans, but some Republicans oppose it it tells me that, it, that there, there's probably a point to where we need to understand just how far that went. And is there is there going to be something from this that comes from this that maybe precludes President Trump from running again? Is there, I don't is, think so. Um, there might not be. But what I'm saying is if the January 6th insurrection is a one-off event of a bunch of people who, if it's just a, a flashpoint event, uh, a one-off with a bunch of people who were feeling a certain way at a certain time and they all went off and acted crazy. Well, then you throw all of those people in jail and then you move on with the the task of governing the country. But if it's not, which I think we can all, if we if we look at it with a critical eye, agree, at least anecdotally, that it doesn't seem to be. If it's not, if it's a symptom, then... If it's a symptom, then that means the disease has the possibility of the potential to get worse. And if it can get worse, we need to know just how sick we are. And I think that is what a commission like this could do. It could be a diagnosis for the country to understand exactly how unchecked these things are in some of our organizations. So let me ask you this. Commission goes forward. They create a bipartisan commission. They find certain things. You have faith that the American people as a whole will accept it, that that's going to be the thing that convinces them that 
it's corrupt because we're so divided right now. The other side, let's just say it comes to light that they're corrupt and and these certain organizations, it was a calculated move and these certain organizations all came together to make it happen and they had help with people from people in power. I see people making some type of excuse as to why that happened like they have with everything else. Everything. President Trump wasn't responsible. Oh, it wasn't really it was it wasn't really an insurrection. Oh, you know what I mean? Everything has been excused away. So I just have no faith that people would accept whatever the findings are, um, corrupt or not. Well, I think we know enough right now. Anybody who's followed it, we know enough to know that it was more than just the one off incident that I suggested. Absolutely. I think we all know that. I think we know that there were at least some people. Uh, up on Capitol Hill that were sympathetic, if not just, if not sympathetic, part of what went down, okay? Yeah, I think we all know that. hailing them. Hailing them. You know, and they them, were walk back in, walk, right. walking by, I mean. Helping them in, doing all, whatever. Uh, eating with them, hanging with them beforehand, whatever. I think two things. Number one, I think not establishing the commission is giving them a pass. It's giving them a pass even before the commission starts. And the question is whether or not the point. whether or not the Republicans are going to give them a pass. Something interesting about the Republicans right now: the Republicans talk about um, the fight for America, and Republicans are willing to fight everybody for America, except for their own party. Mm-hmm. They're willing to fight with everyone else except themselves, and mm-hmm. I guess that's a thing that a lot of people are guilty of. You know what I mean? You're willing to fight everywhere else except for the battle right on the home front that you need to win. And what I would say about that is that I I challenge the Republicans to actually face the realities in their own party. It's not the Democrats. It's not the left, which I'm not a Democrat, that right now that's threatening democracy. The threat to democracy is, is coming from the right. Well, good luck with that, with the removal of Liz Cheney. I understand that, but what like what I'm saying is right now, most Americans polling suggests that most Americans don't believe that the Republicans take uh the majority of the House back and the Democrats win again in twenty twenty four that they're sort of that they will certify the election. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like democracy <laughs> is really is really a deal. And yeah. a way to move on from this is to have a critical, intelligent, dispassionate look at what happened and then give those findings to the American people and let them know what kind of country they're going to be in. But it's going to take some heart and some balls from the Republicans. Can't you just look out and see what kind of country the American people have? We could, we can, you can see that without a report from this commission. Ah, you're right. But what I'm telling, what I'm telling you is that this incident does seem to be, it does seem to, to, it asks questions that need answering to me. Hmm. It does. Okay. It, it, I, listen, you've you've kind of listen in, in this conversation. I'm not I'm not against it. I if if things go happen the way that you're talking, I'm, I'm a little curious. I'm intrigued now. They're they're not. They're, it's mean? not going to happen. Republicans. Are gonna I, stop. Know, they don't I know. I know. But I'm intrigued. Closet, but. Or right, they so, want to keep saying that it's Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Sure, sure. Damn. Of course, it's an age old American problem. If you don't have a culprit. Blame the niggas. Age old American solution. Hey, black people did it. 
Hey, black people were up there. I didn't. I, I didn't see. I hardly saw any beige people. There weren't even any tans. That's how you know that people ain't going to the beach. Um, all right. So look, guys, uh, we have something actually pretty fun. We've had a lot of heavy news, but we are gonna go to an interview with one of our favorite guys right now. We got JB Smooth on the podcast. We talk yes. about his new podcast, which is all about affirmations and you know, kind of like uh, this is very positive, and we need positive right. stuff. It was a right. very heavy podcast. Uh, on uh, on Tuesday, so it's, it's glad that we have JB Smooth right now. So uh, check out this interview with JB Smooth. What's up with you, man? You know, shoot, man, I'm just out in the yard, man, getting zen like up in here. You know, Dude, I, I'm, you I'm, look I'm, like I'm you're doing leg. well, brother. I'm gonna put my leg on one leg over the other leg. See if I can still do it. See if I can still do it. <laughs> I had to call an EMT to, to untie me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know how embarrassing that shit is? They carry your ass to the emergency room with your legs crossed and shit? You couldn't get this shit un- unwrapped. Right, especially yeah. because it's because you had... It, being in the emergency room with your legs crossed is one thing, but going to the emergency room because you crossed them is a whole different sort of thing. Goddamn right. And, and, and you go to the emergency room, man. You see some, and you hang out in the emergency room, you see some wild shit. Some stuff don't be emergencies, but it'd be, it be sad. You know what I'm saying? I was in there one night, a, a little kid came in there because he was trying to open a can of soda with his teeth. And his lip got stuck on the damn on the thing. And they had to go walk him to the emergency room with a can on his mouth, a, a, a can of soda on his goddamn face. What kind of have, shit is this? Have you yourself ever been to the emergency room? Plenty of times. Plenty he of ta- times. He oh, talks yeah. like he goes every week. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. Let me introduce you real quick. High learning audience. Thank. We have one of my favorite voices in comedy. One of my favorite people on television. JB Smooth is is joining us today on Higher Learning, and we're talking about it. We're already into the conversation. You've been to the emergency room before, plenty of times. I myself have been to the emergency room plenty of times too. What have you been to the emergency room for? When I was younger. I slam. I, you know, I lived in the projects in Mount Vernon growing up, right. and we would always run outside, and we had them big ass metal doors. You know, they, they had them big ass metal doors in the projects. There was no wooden doors in the projects. It was all of the big heavy ass doors. Man, I ran out and slammed the door, and, and the top of my finger got chopped off mm. in the in the in the metal door in the, right. in the freaking door. I was slamming the door real hard. Had the football in one hand, run out to play football, and slam the door, and half a finger, the top finger came off. Damn. Mm. Then went to the emergency. I had and and man, we was broke, man. We was broke as hell. We tried to call a cab, couldn't get no damn cab, because that's not considered something you would call a ambulance for. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we 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 lived four blocks from the emergency room from the hospital, and we had to walk. I had to walk my ass to the emergency room with my damn half my finger cut off. What did they they reattach it? Obviously, so just the wild shit. So my got a doctor there, but I could tell he has never reattached the top of someone's finger before. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it, it wasn't the bone; it was literally the top of the. End, you know how your finger is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. And and, and in the bath, I felt bad because it was my fuck you finger. You know what I'm saying? It was. It was <laughs> I said, man, I have ruined my fuck you life. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm going to say fuck you, and I got half a damn top finger. You can't you don't have the same there. weight. don't have the same power. They're gonna say, it don't have the same power. Why y'all act like, like you can't use the other hand? That's like 
half a fuck you. Like it's like <laughs> oh, or or three quarters. Three quarters. <laughs> three quarters of a fuck. <laughs> so so I wanna I wanna I wanna ask you something about the two phases of your career. Because I feel like there were two there are two phases of your career. There was Pre curb your enthusiasm when mm-hmm. everybody knew you as a as a name in comedy. We had seen you, a familiar face. You popping up on, you know, everybody hates Chris and things like that. And then there's post curb your enthusiasm when mm-hmm. you become what people like to describe as white famous. Well, 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 everybody knows you, and you can get the table at Spago and every because that's such a huge oh. cultural show. <laughs> What changed for you because you've been doing this for such a long time? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I I intentionally uh, made sure my everything I ever did. I, I I study it. I choose it, and I'm and I make sense of it in my head. You know. So here's how I did it. When everybody was doing Def Comedy Jam six times, five times, I I didn't. I did it. I did it like twice. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was doing Comic View all those times in a row. I did it once. I won the first the first year they had it. I you know because they gave everybody a little a little thirty minute special off of that. So I did it. You know I I did everything like even everything you name anything I've done on my IMDb. I try I try to pick things that make sense later. You know what I'm saying? So and and so I can be varied. I, I can have some some depth to my to my movement and I wanted to be able to walk in any door I wanted to. I didn't want to be limited by my material. I didn't want to be limited by my choices. I didn't want to be limited by anything I chose to do. And I, I made sure that I did it for the right reason or I didn't do it for the right reason. The Lord knows I've turned down a lot of stuff mm-hmm. because I didn't feel like I could give the project or anything um, what the director or what the person who created it wanted to see it, it, it come, become right, but you are absolutely right. I do have, you know, I consider it's more than two. I consider it like five or six JBs. <laughs> you know how people say that that one phrase they use? Uh, they say, "Mama, become that man again." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. That that's how I feel. Like I love the peaks and valleys of it, but I also love being smart about what I choose to do. So I, I made sure that. And outside of doing BET Comic View, uh, Def Comedy Jam, I also did the first pilot ever on MTV. This is the, this is talking about the 90s. I did the first pilot on MTV called Apartment 2F with the Scar Brothers. I did uh, Short Attention Span Theater, one of the first things Comedy Central ever did. I did Comic Kazi, a stand-up show on MTV. That's their first leap into stand-up comedy. Um, you name like anything, any first, and I, and I was there was a lot of those first uh, shows as far as comedy, you know, the first season of BET, first, first season of Comic View, first season of Dove Comedy Jam, first, first, um, first shows, second taping of, of Dove Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. So I got a chance to see all these new things, all these fresh things. But I've also always had a wider view of, of comedy and stand up and you know, I, could, I I try to make everybody laugh. Mm-hmm. I don't try to just make one one demographic laugh. But 
I am on both sides of the ball. You know, I can go both ways. I can do Real Husbands of Hollywood at the same time. Exactly. Leave that set and go straight to curb. Because at, at twice, I was shooting curb. At the same time, I was shooting Real Husbands of Hollywood. Right. So I got I go back and forth because you know, and I and I, I always told a lot of my stand-up colleagues, try to make sure you make your make your resume make sense to you, but also make sure you vary it because later on, you you're gonna want to get in some of these other doors, but still be you, not not change, you know, like Van just said, I am on both sides, but Van never said I changed. No, and I, and I, I want to piggyback <laughs> on that because I think it's so important for, for someone who's listening to hear what you're saying, because you said you passed up on a lot of things. And I think in this industry, it's easy to take something that's thrown at you because you don't know when the next thing is coming. It's hard to be patient. It's hard to wait because you might need yeah. that money or the opportunity outside of your talent and just being who you are. Do you credit that to your success that you are so careful in what you choose for yourself, your career, your brand? Oh, but believe me, I'm a daredevil. I, I am the <laughs> biggest daredevil you will ever meet because I have a bad memory. I have a terrible <laughs> memory, not, not for lines, not for, personal stuff i just got a bad memory for any hiccup you know i'm i'm very i, I can I, i'm like that 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 um wand they had on men in black yes when they wave it in front of your face neuralize I, I can go back to normal like it's like a zero i can have a i can stoop over a hurdle i can bomb took over a hurdle and you will never you will you will never know mm. you will never know you know what happened all you know is god damn it here comes jb again you know what I mean? Right. I'm hard-headed. I'm hard-headed, but that's a good trait to have because you're fearless. You know what you you want to do, and you love doing what you love to do, mm -hmm. no matter what the hiccups. I, I tell people all the time. I tell young people all the time. Don't worry about any stumble because that that's what it's all about. You learn from your. I learn just as much as I learn from doing good as I do doing bad. Mm. You, you you do well. You can't take that as you're satisfied and you do know it all. I figured this shit out. I know it all, you know, cause I did good tonight and you do bad. You got to weigh them both the same way. You learn from both. You learn. It's a, it's a golf swing. Van mm -hmm. can appreciate this. When you're playing golf, right? Mm -hmm. When you hit that ball good that one time, all you got to do is remember what the fuck you did. Right. And that's the most, that's the hardest thing to do is remember exactly what you did so you can try to repeat it right and build your brand off of that right and yeah. that's the hardest thing in anyone's career mm. you know what i'm saying that's the hardest thing in anyone's career is to is to find a way to make whatever happens make sense after the fact post mm. post bullshit to <laughs> currently trying to come from that into where you're going to go in your journey yeah so you are, like I said, like funny everywhere. All the audiences love you. If you had to take, and you're you're a student of stand-up, you know so much about stand-up comedy. If you had to take one white comic, packed out black room in Atlanta, and put him in that room, and Ooh. somebody that you know would kill, right? That they're going to get it, just off that, who would it be? 
who would it be the, the the one white comic that you would trust to go in there and rock a black room? God, sight unseen. A lava uh, uh, dead. A lava dead. You can do a lava dead. Like a lava dead. You see, man, the one white comic. See, I'm I have a hard time with that because you know what? I'm I'm kind of like Mike Tyson. Okay. You know, styles make fights. Uh huh. You know, I'm kind of on that. I'm, I'm more, I think like that. And, and necessarily, not necessarily what I think is hilarious and funny, and 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 smart is not necessarily what everybody, everybody wants to see. They you, there's so you said packed out house, packed out house, packed Atlanta, building. Baton Rouge, Woo, Jacksonville. You talking about, you talking about, <laughs> right. about audiences that want it like this? Yeah, yeah. They, but they but, don't want they don't oh. want no stories. They don't want you long winded on some damn setup set up part. They want the boom, bam, boom. Bam, boom. Right. And I, right. you know, I, and I learned that, you know, I didn't, I knew it, but I've also been through that, you know, mm. where I, I've had a show where I, I'm not a boom, bam, boom comic. Oh. I'm a dude who sets it up, pulls you in. That's what I like. Facial expressions, mannerisms, physical comedy. I do it a little different. You know, that's why, you know, when I do my own show, I do an hour and a half of JB. People know right. who the fuck they're getting. Right. Right. You throw me in a mix with comics who do this, who speed punches. Shit, I'm sitting there like, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 deep inside of me, I know what's going to happen. I say, you know right. what? This ain't my crowd. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> These people need to come see me on their own, not see six other comedians. They need to come see me do my hour and a half, not me do 20 minutes. And I'm not a 20 yeah. minute comic either. I'm not a 15, 20 minute comic either. Because I, I do a lot of callbacks. I do a lot of Improvising, you know, when you improvise, you eat up time. Right. You're not, you know. Let me think about that. Um, I can tell you who. Damn, white comic who's can kill him like that. God damn. Woo! Let me see. Let me think about that one. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a good. That's a good question. When it pops in your mind, just say just, it. Just, just say it at any point when it pops in your mind just say it just think about it because it because it's funny what you say and i'll tell you why i asked that question is because i love stand-up comedy like my mother and my grandmother are huge stand-up comedy fans and because of that i remember i was watching there's a movie that me and rachel argued about one time a movie called we i was watching bill and ted's excellent adventure okay when I, when I was watching bill and ted's excellent adventure <laughs> rufus popped up and my grandmother goes that's george carlin and I'm like, who is George Carlin? And she went, oh, my God. And then now, so, I, so I went down a Carlin rabbit hole and all of these people. And so my comedy palette is so varied to where sometimes I put my homies on. I'd be like, yo, you guys got to listen to Bill Burr. And Bill Burr is super hilarious. And then they'll watch it. And they'll be like, yes, I, I don't fucking like that. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> now, now, you and me are alike in this uh-huh. sense. Now. George Carlin, to me, you know, as far as when I started doing stand-up, I was a big fan of Fox, Red Fox, big fan of Richard Pryor, you know. I was even a fan of Bill Cosby, pre, pre-trouble. But you know what I'm saying? Right. These are all people who I grew up with, who I loved, who my parents had their albums. I would play these albums, man, like, yo, this is crazy. And back then they called them party albums. Because everybody right. entertained at home. They would come over to your house. They would sit, sit, they would sit and they have a little, a little bar. Everybody had a little bar, you know what I mean? And they would just make drinks and sit on the couch and sit there and smoke cigarettes and laugh their asses off. Put that <laughs> album on, put that album on and let it ride. And they all just laughing their asses off. 
They could have heard that album 10, 20 times. They still put that album back on and laugh their asses off because that's what comedy was. It was comedy albums. That was the thing to do. Now, those are people who I listened to coming up because that's all. That's what we had. That was our our bar was there. And then Eddie came. Then Eddie came a little later, of course, because Eddie's what sixty now. You know, so yeah. Eddie's you know five, ten years older than everybody else who I started with. So um, George Carlin, I used to rent. When I tell you, I used to rent the same freaking George Carlin videotape from from the video store because I thought this dude was like the smartest, funniest fucking dude I have ever heard. Like I was, I was sitting there like this dude is like unbelievable. Like he was like to me what what stand up was. You know, uh, it, it was something to to strive for because I felt like. I had this already in my memory, in my in my in my upbringing. The Priors, the Red Foxes, the you know all these cats, right? Even Franklin Jaw was dope. I was, love me some Franklin Jaw. He was bad too. I love that dude. He was in car wash. So I'm so my age now. But these are these are the, the kind of comedians that I love. And you are absolutely right, George Carlin. I'm ch- I, I I challenge anybody to, to pull up any of his old stand up uh, specials. This fucking dude was so damn funny he was the one like as much as i wanted to do stand-up i think he was the one that finally made me say i'm gonna try this shit because i felt like i felt like what he was talking about and the smart and the smart way he was doing it not that that was my style but i understood it very well because i'm on the term of what's funny is funny i'm not on the term of it's kind of like you walking out on apollo and they, and they boo your shoes. You know what I'm saying? They'll boo your shoes. They'll boo your hat. You know, they, they already got the impression of you before you open your mouth. And you're like, damn, man, I can't wear this shirt. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> see, see? So, and then you surprise them with, oh, shit, this motherfucker good. You know That's what I mean? You know? yep. But you got to get past that, that, first, that, that first impression of you. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this dude was so damn funny to me. I think he might have been the one that pushed me over the top that made me say, I'm going to give it a try. Mm. You know? I, I, I think George Carlin would fit. You know, And I think about him because all the stuff we are dealing with in the world right now, George Carlin's take on the world is no one can match that. If he was alive right now, mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, he would destroy this world. He would destroy everything that is happening in this world and make absolute comic sense of it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Speaking of the world and just like the state of comedy, it seems like over the last few years, just with the popularity of Twitter and the rise of cancel culture, you hear a lot of comedians talking about that it's harder to make comedy because of the, the response that they're getting from people. You know, you even had comedians say they don't want to do college tours anymore just because of the whole cancel culture. What's your take on the state of comedy? This is a hard thing. You know, here's, here's what, where we are as far as I, I feel we are at as comedians. We got used to a certain way of doing what we do. A lot of us, the way we do it now is the way we started. And we are absolutely personality is attached to your material 
that's where you are. That's how you got, that's how you started. That's how you develop your brand of what you do. Now, the world is changing very quickly. You know, it's changing very quickly. But here's the thing that worries me so much about it is if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to make the comic PC, you're, you're, I think you're, you're starting the fire that you can't put out. Only I say this because movies go hard as hell. So it's, it's like this. You can't have both. You can't go hard on a comedian, but in movies, they do everything because it's a character. In, in the movie, it's a character. No one attacks movies like that, but they take it as the comedian. That's him saying that shit. That's, that's not the guy on stage. That's you. You go home like that. You think like that. You wrote that, but that's how you really feel. So we got to be very careful about how far we're going to go with silencing comedians because it's going to bleed into other things that people honestly watch. You're going to take a character from an actor, a brilliant actor, and bring somebody to life. But that character is outspoken in the movie. He says what he wants to say in the movie. You say that you're not playing an actor. You're not acting this role out of this racist guy. You're a racist. You're the one said that. That's just on paper. You said it, though. It came out your mouth. But it's a movie. Do you not let an actor be an actor? Do you not let uh, the people who love to watch him come see him? Do you take what his role he's playing as that's him? You know, do you take that seriously? Like, that's, that's you. No, that's not your actor. You know, no, you're not that character. That's you saying that. See, that's how we got to be careful because it can really go that far. Right. It can go that far because movies go hard. You hear me? Movies yeah. go in big yeah. time. Django, would you take Django's character uh, uh, that, that um, uh, what's called played? Uh, Leonardo played? DiCaprio. Oh, would you take that character and say, <laughs> nah, bro, that's you, man. No, fuck the character. Fuck the white outfit and the mustache and shit. No, 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 no. no. Uh, that's your ass. Right. You ride a horse for real. You know, yeah, you, yeah, you ride a horse. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's, you ride a horse for go, real. It can literally go that far if we don't think logically about what it is. And people have been doing, this has been around for ages. Making people laugh and smile about things that are harsh, things that take their mind away from um what's happening, what's really happening in the world. The comics take on the world is a stress reliever of what is, some people can't take the direct blow of the news because it's all bad shit every night. Who wants to watch bad shit before you go to bed? All you see is accidents, shootings, murders. You want to watch all that before you go to bed? That's what you want to see? Or would you want to see a comedian's take on it? on something that's controversial, something that's crazy in the world. You know, um, it's very hard to be PC in this world, but, you know, comics are smart. Comics are resilient. Um, we are here to take the weight of the seriousness of the world off of your shoulders. Um, we have a unique filtration system where we can we take all the bullshit that even happened in our lives and we give that to you. 
Mm. We give that shit to you. When mm. someone stays said their father wasn't shit, they you laugh, but they are dead ass serious when they say their daddy wasn't shit. Or they're they're dead ass serious. They're not fucking playing around or writing a joke. Sometimes they, they have to take that. That's some comics use stand-up as their therapy. Mm. And in turn, that therapy that they're giving on stage is helping you deal with you have a relatable topic. Oh, yeah, my daddy wasn't shit either. Or or whatever it was. You know, right. oh I got a brother in, so, in, in a wheelchair too. Or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So they find a way to make that shit uh, you know. Make make it make sense and, and, and go on stage and make light of it because sometimes that's the only way people can deal with it is to make light of it. Right. If you got if there was no stand-up comedians and all you got for the rest of your life was the real news, you would lose your fucking mind. Mm. There's no so way to find it. So you I'm really I'm really excited for your podcast. Uh <laughs> and because it's like a it's a it's a good it's a good breath of fresh air to get just some wisdom and some, you know, in in, in, a, in a in a bite. I'm really excited oh, for your, your podcast. Voice. Yeah, through your voice. You yes. know what I mean? May I elaborate? I'm really excited for you working with Conan O'Brien on that, right? Like that's Conan, you, you and you and Coco, Team Coco together on that. I'm really excited for your podcast. Um, I do want to ask you because I'm a big nerd, though. I want everybody to make sure that they download and listen to. May I elaborate? Uh, so uh, fun. Like, like you, you're having a good time with it. You're, you're having a good oh, time. Oh man, let me tell you something. It is, you know, it is pure. Like, and when I say when it's called, may I elaborate? I am literally improvising and elaborating on some of the, the most ridiculous shit ever. Because it really is. All I'm doing really is taking these affirmations, uh, these positive affirmations, and I am literally just opening them up and giving you what I think they mean to make, give you clarity. Cause a lot of them are deep. They so deep that you don't understand them. You'll read them and you'll say, damn, what the fuck did I, what does that really mean? And Miles and I, my partner Miles, my, co- my co-host, we take it and we make sense of it, but we make it funny and silly. We go over the top, but then we reel it back in at the very end, just to get you more focused and get you back on track. You know, five days a week, it's a daily, and we love it, man, it's fun. That's dope. I was, so I, the, the question I wanted to ask you though was actually a nerd question. It's about Spider-Man. Uh, uh, no way home. That you are coming back for it. A lot of people are in it. It's all, it's all, all this stuff is out there. Uh, they're doing multiversal crazy hijinks. They got Jamie Foxx in there. They got Alfred Molina in there. What was it work? See, what was it like seeing all the different Spider Mans in one movie, like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and all of those guys, like in one Spider Man movie, along with uh Tom Holland. Let me tell you something about, let me tell you something very cool, but something very <laughs> about Marvel. Marvel is so goddamn secretive. When I tell you, if you find some shit out, you tell me because let me I tell tried you to get you. I just tried to get them. I tried to, you, I tried them. I just tried me. to get them. <laughs> I want you to tell me that shit because let me tell you something. <laughs> it's amazing, you know, and, and this is also goes back to what we talked about earlier, man, is finding these little moments, these little bright spots, because you don't know your path. You don't know. I did a commercial with Tom, with Tom Holland for Audi, and and I'm sitting in the audience watching uh, which, uh the Avengers. Um, which one was it? The oh damn, it was one. Of, it was like the previous one before Infinity uh, War. Yeah, Infinity Wars. 
and I'm sitting in the audience watching the movie, and I told my wife, I said, man, I got to give this goddamn Marvel Universe. Got to, baby. And I'll tell you something, that commercial was a little seed that I planted, and I'll tell you, less than a year later, they called me about being in, in Spider-Man Far From Home. So that's how things show up on time, you stay late, you make Tom Holland laugh, you make the director laugh, you hang out, you're loose, you're free, they love you, you love them, they like your previous work, and next thing you know, they give you a call again about something else. You know, so that's a damn commercial. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, I'm in the mall, I'm in, I'm in damn far from home playing a damn teacher. But I will say this much, <laughs> I will tell you this much though, when Marvel call you, I don't give a damn who you are out there. If you get a call from Marvel, the first thing you ask them to clear shit up is, what are my powers? That's that's the first thing you ask. Can I ask you this question real quick? Because Van and I are both fans of this show. I read that one of the things that you binged during quarantine was Game of Thrones. Oh, my God. Couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> so I, ha I have to ask you. Which house, if you were in Game of Thrones, which house would you have been a part of? Oh, shoot. Um, Jon Snow, my dude. So yeah. I'm, 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 all, I'm, all, I'm all team Jon Snow. I'm all team Jon Snow. I'm telling you something. You know how great of a team Jon Snow and I asked we would have made? Oh, <laughs> Ain't gonna lie, man. I would have been a talking horse just to be in that shit. You hear me? <laughs> JB Smooth. The podcast is May I, mean, I Elaborate? I've been looking back at him like this. <laughs> Wave my damn tail. I'll be like, yeah. Bro, we are so happy, man. Anything else you want to plug you got coming up? Man, look, this is this is an amazing, amazing, you know, in, in light of all this stuff that's been going on that we've been going through right now, everybody's, you know, uh, going through this pandemic, everybody's going through everything, man, from social justice to everything that is going on in the world, man. I'm just happy and blessed to be busy, man. You know, happy and blessed to be um, able to keep creating, keep having fun. Uh, we got the, of course, um, I just wrapped on Kirby Enthusiasm, new season of Kirby Enthusiasm. Amazing, yeah. Uh, three days ago. Um, Real Husbands of Hollywood is coming back. Amazing. So we're going to be doing that again. You know, uh, I'm going to be doing Woke again, another season of Woke. Shout out to uh, That's what I mean, man. I'm, I'm all, I'm, I do, I'm across the board, man. I, you know, I got the Curb stuff, of course. That's a different demographic. I got the Woke stuff. I got the Real Husbands stuff. I got stuff I'm producing. So, you know, that's what it is, man. You got to find some way to stay here, but be able to do this and be able to do this. Right. You, you, just, you know, it's like, you know, it's, yeah. like, it's like the Dow Jones, you know what I'm saying? Right. You got to know, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, how you yeah. got to think about your, your career. You got to think about and, and make sure you can do everything. Right. Make sure you can walk in any room and explain yourself and do what you do. And, and once you and once they know what you do and your brand is established, all you gotta do is show up, and hit the ball, man, hit Word the fucking up. ball, and just Word enjoy up. it. You know, be courteous and, and just have fun, man. Well, we appreciate you joining us today yes. on Higher Learning, brother. <laughs> A pleasure to talk to you, man. Hey, man, I, I remember one time when when you was at TMZ and your offices were over on Sunset. Sunset. Yeah. Sunset. Sunset. Yeah. We were in the elevator together. We were. You, you got. I was in the elevator. You got in the elevator. And you was like this. 
looked, you looked at me and said, I know you are, JB Smooth. But I ain't gonna fuck with you right now. And you said, but I ain't gonna fuck with you right now. <laughs> Yeah, years ago. Yeah, I remember that, man. Yeah, I do. I see you, JB. Yeah, right. Because I had my, I had my shit with me. You like, I had my equipment. Yeah, it was me and my wife. You were like, right. I see, I see you, JB. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just slide today, though. Yeah, <laughs> man. Well, come a long way, brother. Come a long hey, way. Hey, man. man. Uh, yeah, van, man. You know what it is, bro. Stay in contact, man. I mean. Hoping when all this calms down a little bit, man, I'll get you out to the RV parties, man. Of course, I mean, bro. I, I do those big ass RV parties at the beach, man. We we have a blast, man. So I'm I'll make sure I invite you. All right, all right, my brother. Uh, Peace. I'm, I'm sorry. I make sure I invite you guys. I wasn't gonna beg, but I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was secretly hoping. Y'all know what I mean. I, I was I was putting that out there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jamie. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. All good. Sure. All right, my man. Hey, y'all be good, man. Y'all stay safe, man. Good talking to y'all. Good talking to you too. Same to you. Take care. Okay, so the next story I'm obsessed with. I'm obsessed with this story. Okay. Does it have a number in it? No, it doesn't have a number in it. Okay. All right. What story is this? Barack Obama confirms footage and records. Oh, I should have known. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. uh, President Obama was asked about this Tuesday. Obama said, what is true, and I'm actually being serious here, is that there's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. We can't explain how they move or their trajectory. Obama told CBS this. They did not have an easily explainable pattern. And so, you know, I think that people will still take seriously trying to investigate and figure out what that is, but I have nothing to report to you today. It's about to happen, Rach. Rach, it's about to happen. Rach, it's I want Rach. no parts of this. Why? None. Why? None. Why? You don't know what you don't know. I want to stay ignorant. I don't care if shit is flying around out there. If there are other things, let them be. I don't want to know. I don't want to know a report. I, I want to stay ignorant. If there is life out there, cool. I don't want to see it. Okay. So here's my thing. Here's why you're wrong. I, and I'm not trying to be right. I'm just telling you, I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm telling you, you're looking about this in the wrong way. I'm not curious about it. Mm-mm. You're looking about this in the wrong way. You're looking about this in the wrong. You're looking at this in the in the wrong way. You're looking at this in the wrong way. What we should do is, we should be figuring out how we're gonna make our case to the aliens. You know, we should be figuring out how to get the aliens on our side. Okay. Because, so you're already assuming they're against us. That's well, what you no, just did. I'm not talking that they're gonna be against some See? humans. They're definitely against some humans for sure, for sure. The alien, the aliens that have, aliens that have, spent all of this time trying to come here. There's either, only two reasons why they would try to come here. I don't like this conversation. One reason why they would try to come here is because they actually dropped us off here, and started this whole thing, and they're just coming to check on us. Okay, that would be one reason. What right? page in the Bible is that in? Well, the Bible's the Bible says that God, the, no, what up? The, the the God the Bible says that God created heavens and earth. It doesn't say which earth. It sure doesn't. You know what it I mean? Sure like doesn't. God, there's a whole universe that God created, and we're so focused and hyper centered okay. on what's what we're going through that we don't think that there are other planets and other solar systems and other stuff like that. So there's all it's a dynamic system. It could be whatever. 
So either either one, they dropped us off here and they're coming to check on us. That could be the first thing. The second thing is that they are nomadic, warlike, and exploratory, just like we are. And they're coming here to scout Earth for a potential invasion at some point. And they're watching <laughs> and they're watching us. <laughs> I don't want to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> and they're watching us to see. My thing is this. I got three reasons right here that the aliens, if they come here, that they should be down with us, the black people. You know, our side of things. Three reasons. All right. Three reasons that I think the aliens should be down with us. Number one is we haven't done them nothing. We just been chilling. All right. Hollywood has been making all of these movies where Hollywood treats black people and aliens the same way. They make us the bad guy and everything. <laughs> Literally, in the history, think about it, in the history of alien movies, you got basically like three or four good aliens, right? You got fucking E.T., right. Starman, and K-Pax, with Kevin Spacey, really? When you are think gremlins about it. aliens? No. Okay. Gremlins are just like some special species from here. Okay. Okay. It's a wild question to ask. I gotta be honest with you. But what? I I think that was a logical question to ask. But and really, it was really white executives that did all of that. We didn't have nothing to do with that. We had nothing to do with that. You know, and it turned out even that K Pax, Kevin Spacey. Ended up being a bad alien anyway. Kevin Spacey ended up being bad. <laughs> so we didn't do them nothing. Okay? We got the same issues that really we have the same issues the aliens have. We It's the same shit. What, is, what were the things in District 9? They were aliens. And remember who they were rolling with? They were rolling with, what are you talking about? The white people? They were, they were all black folks. Remember oh, they yeah. Were, they, they were, were living, living with us. We were living with them. We were living with them. It was the same thing. And they, they, they yeah, Say I forgot that's about this. the movie I've seen. In that movie, actually, they painted Nigerians in a terrible light. I know they but, did. Uh, they but really like, did. But they were living light. with black folks. But they were living point. with us. They, the aliens, were, they were living with us. By the way, District 9 haunting. The guy turns to an alien at the end of it. It is just, such a... I cried in that movie. That is a like, good movie. <laughs> District 9 is haunting. Haunting. But, um... But yeah, so I think, look, we know that the aliens are out here. Rach, be honest. We, no, we know that I, the aliens no, no, no. I no. want to create a black alien pact. Uh, like an alliance. An alliance. Okay. And the basic tenets of this is going to be like, hey, we ain't do it. Because <laughs> I, I'm serious. The aliens are going to come down here and the aliens are going to come down here and they're going to be like, hey, the environment is ruined. We're going to be like, we ain't do it. They're going to be like, hey, there are all these nuclear bombs and stuff like that. We're going to be like, hey, not because of us. We had nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? Hey, there's all these movies where we're depicted as angry and we're going to take over and we're gonna, I'm going to be like, look at them. <laughs> they did that. <laughs> with us? Look, man, give us your technology. You know what I mean? It's our time to run things. It's good. Don't, it, don't, it ain't no, hey, humankind is ain't no humankind. Go get some straight white males. Go holler at Joe Rogan. He says straight, right, straight white males ain't even going to be able to have a voice no more or say nothing bad. I was like, can I say something to Joe Rogan real quick? Did he say that recently? Joe I do Rogan, not pay attention to him. Joe Rogan said, 
I have no issues with Joe Rogan. I have a lot of issues with Joe Rogan, but I don't have enough issues with Joe Rogan to care, right? Joe Rogan has said a lot of Correct. things, but a lot of times the Joe Rogan podcast, I listen to it. It's an enjoyable listen, whatever. Joe Rogan said that, and this was like, this is old news by now, that like it's gonna society's going to get to the point to where straight white males aren't going to be able to say anything anymore. You know, if straight white males, which I have, a group who I have no problem with. Shout out to the straight white males, man. <laughs> Shout out to the straight white males. But if straight white males never spoke again, we've heard their part. Okay? <laughs> if they never spoke again, we have enough for all straight white males to last us until we're the aliens. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you expect me to give a fuck about that? Like you, you, you think I give a fuck about that? I just don't understand how somebody can say that with a straight face and expect <laughs> there to and like. I mean, outside of the people who look like that, I don't understand how he thinks anybody's going to be like, "Yeah, you got a point." And by I the just, way, I don't want any censorship of anybody, no matter who they are—sexual orientation, race, gender, whatever. Well, but, that's when you're not, they're not, he's not getting it. Nobody's trying to censor or cancel an entire group of people. That's not what's happening. Definitely here. not me. But I, I, if you think I'm about to, if you think that's the think piece that I'm about to crack, that's the book that I'm about to read you out your mind. You're not the least bit, you're not the least bit curious about the aliens. You're not back you on it. Yeah. You're not, not at all. You don't care. Right? I'm, I'm scared. Like that's, that's just the honest truth. It's the unknown. Don't know if they're friendly don't know if they they're against us i i just i don't want to know i've been i'm chilling here shit this is hard enough now you want to add aliens up into the mix i'm good van i'm good i'm not that curious i'm sorry i'm just not that curious so it's interesting it's it's also very self-centered of me to to think that beings that would be as vol as evolved as aliens who would come across you know billions of light years or whatever would have in any way the same thought patterns or processes that human beings would. It's my tiny little mind trying to, you know, explain alien life. So it's probably stupid too, but I don't know. I think it would be exciting. Well, good for you. I think it would be <laughs> exciting. I think good it would for you. be dope. If they come in and they land and they open up their ship and ask you to come inside, you're walking no. in? No, no, of course not. What happened to that excitement, man? I didn't say that I would be. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Listen to me. God damn it. I don't get on roller coasters. You think I'm getting the alien shit? Uh, no. You're excited. No, no, I'm not doing you're ex it. No, I'm okay. not doing it. Right. Like, I right. think it, it would so be there, exciting. So there are limits. There are limits. Uh, it, yeah. it would be exciting for you to see them from a distance. That's what you're Hell telling yeah. me. It'd be exciting. Okay. You know, and by the way, Obama lied. Again, Obama, once again, that's uh, I'll watch a movie. Obama lied. This is the second lie that Obama has told recently. Why? Because he's What's lying. What's the lie? Obama knows. Obama knows. Obama knows that they're aliens. He knows. Okay. You know? Well, Obama. Obama knows that they're aliens. He knows. Do you feel like this? This was a big story. It's everywhere. You, the okay. government. So the government is, in my opinion, the government is slowly rolling out the fact to Americans that they at least have a suspicion or a belief that there is 
unexplained flying phenomena that could be extraterrestrial life. The government, to me, and this has been going on for like a year, a year and a half, two years, yeah. where, where I, I think that they're trying to get us comfortable with something that they feel like they already know or a possibility of something. But they, there's a report that's supposed to be coming out, right? Correct. Okay, you can and give it, me the cliff notes. You're not gonna read, I, the and I and I want the 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 PG version. You're not gonna read the report. You're not gonna read the report. Nope. Okay. Well, nope. No, I'm not. There you go. There you go. But uh, Brian is very into this as well. Of course he is. Of course he is. Well, me and me and, me and me and Brian are adventurers. You know what's gonna happen when? Because uh, me and Brian, we're gonna go. We're gonna go gun shopping, right? Gotta get you guys some. Sounds like we need to hurry up. We talked about it. Me and Brian will go gun shopping. This is gonna turn into a movie where me, you, I'm not playing in it. Brian nope. and Kalika are like on the road in my Honda Cross tour that me and Brian have fortified, right? And we got guns in there. We're just trying to make it. I don't know. We're trying to make it to Sacramento, and the 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 country is under alien invasion. You and Kalika are the brains of the operation, right? You guys have plotted out the thing and we got to go and me and Brian are out there where pew, 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 pew. It's like a couple. And like this is how the movie is going to go. The movie is going to flash back from the post-apocalyptic alien warfare that we're in right now to the last dinner party that we were having. That's why we're together. So there was a dinner party that we were having here at the house when the whole shit went down. Right. And then we're, we were all together and it forced us to stay together. As this alien invasion is happening, we got to get to Sacramento because that's the last sort of U.S. forces that are going to be here on the West Coast. We got to get there. You know, we're all and, and, and we're having all these conversations that we thought mattered during the dinner party. And then after the dinner party, all of these other things we're talking about are so much more. And we're all friends and we're trying to get there and. You know, me and Brian are out there. We're figuring it out. We're using all of our life skills. We're telling anecdotes in the dinner party that come that turn into things that we have to know about. You say something like, "You know what? I had a I had a whole uh, a whole phase where I was really into maps, and yeah, I wanted to be a map maker. I wanted to be a and but that we don't know. Why is that my conversation? I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because it's gonna come in handy later. It's gonna come in handy. <laughs> You're gonna draw the map because we don't have no cell phone, we don't have no nothing, but you're good with directions and stuff. You're gonna draw the map and you're gonna like figure out. I'm telling you, that movie that's a hit. And we got look, we got we got we got we got female centric characters that are that are that are doing their thing. We got Brian to bring us the Latino audience. You know, we just need a, we just need some bad guys. That's what I love that what, you left out Copper and Bose. Well, Copper and Bose have been infected by the alien disease, and now they're full grown dog monsters. Okay, they've What's turned the into dog monsters, <laughs> and it's funny because like mutants, like they're like they're big, they're big mutant intelligent dogs. But they're but on our side. No, they're not. Copper has, Copper is the leader of a mutant dog no, gang. Don't make, don't make. <laughs> <laughs> and Bozeman is his second in command, but Bose still has a heart. And, and wow, Bose ends up helping us. <laughs> and, 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 and Copper. <laughs> wow. 
Move on. Move um, on. So, oh, oh, shit. So I did all of the smoke, the podcast. I saw um, you take a picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, shout out to my homeboys from Six Feet Over, our production company. We did. And of course, shout out to Showtime and to Steven Jackson and the Matt Barnes. Me and Trayvon did all of the smoke yesterday. It That's was, the Showtime? Yeah, Showtime does that. Yeah, Showtime does that. Like they record it? It's like on... On um, it goes, they have an actual show on. now. Well, no, it's on. Yeah, it's like on Showtime Digital is where it comes on. Oh, like the okay. Video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's the vaccine, huh? Yeah, vaccine. Stop. Allergies. Yeah. Allergies. Yeah, it's bad, bad man. Pollen is, pollen is like god damn. Yeah. The rock out here, man. It's not stopping. Pollen is just killing. Yeah. Um. But no, so we did all of the smoke. Uh, I, I I talked about you on all of the smoke. I talked about oh, higher did. learning. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked about us. I'm really pushing this Regis and Kelly uh, and, 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 <laughs> and Kelly narrative. Um, but you know what else we talked about on all of the smoke? We talked about the fucking newest internet sensation of the week, Kwame Brown. Oh, y'all covered that. Well, I don't know if it'll be left in, but they asked okay. at the end of the at the end of the episode who me and Trayvon would want to see on All of the Smoke. And I was like, well, obviously Kwame Brown. Now, if you guys don't know, Kwame Brown is a former NBA number one overall pick, which is an ex- an insane thing to be. To be the first pick in the NBA draft. That puts you up there with Allen Iverson. That puts you up there with uh with Shaquille O'Neal, Kyrie Irving, so many amazing players. First overall pick in the draft. You are the best prospect. You're the first pick in the draft. Being the first pick in the draft, though, doesn't always work out. No, it doesn't. And whatever happens to you in your career. The higher you're drafted, the more it's magnified, unfortunately. Okay. And there have been some amazing number one overall selections. All right. Um, For Kwame Brown, his NBA career, if you measure it against basketball success, what you would want out of a number one pick, the cornerstone of a franchise, his NBA career didn't live up to the number one draft pick status. Don't get me wrong. I, like I said on All of the Smoke, I still look at Kwame Brown as an unadulterated success story. He played 13 years in the NBA, so he stuck around. He played that many years? 13 years, and he made $65 million. So, shit, to me, I don't understand how that's not fucking successful, but he been getting hated on for years. Biggest sure. draft bust of all time. This nigga been letting people have it. He, <laughs> when he's gone off on Matt, he went off on Stack. He went, he brought Jamel Hill into it. He challenged Stephen A. Smith to a fight. Okay, I he, haven't even seen all of this. Oh my Good God. Grief. Like he talked about Rachel Nichols. He gave it oh, to. Oh, Yeah, like he, he gave it to Charlemagne. Um, so everybody and everything he says has been going viral. Should we move on from this topic? 
Because I don't want my name. I don't want my name in his. Well, don't say nothing about it. I really don't care. You scared of Kwame Brown? I'm just. I just said I don't care. I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) What is that? Talk about people. You know I'm not scared. So this is what he said about. uh, um, This is what he said about Stephen Jackson. So because this this all started. Just let you guys know, uh, Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes had on on their podcast all of the smoke. They had Jeannie Buss on. Jeannie Buss. is the president of the Lakers and she is the daughter of Jerry Buss and um, she was involved in the move that got Paul Gasol to the Lakers. Well, at least she was a part of the Lakers when that happened. Mm-hmm. And she said that they traded Powell. Uh, people don't know that a lot of people don't know. Most basketball people know that they traded Powell for the rights to Mark Gasol and they also traded Kwame Brown. And they said, she said, you know, it was a two man deal. Because we traded Mark, we traded, and then we traded Kwame. Uh, and, and then, you know, Stephen Jackson said, no, it was actually a one-man deal. Wow. Sadista Kwame Brown. And then there was some laughter. And this set Kwame Brown off, and he's been giving it to everybody since. You haven't seen any of this? I've seen No, I've seen some of it. I what didn't you... know what the original comment was. Listen, let me ask you this question. I sure. think I know the answer. But uh-huh. have we has Kwame... Kwame has always been the low-hanging fruit, right? Uh-huh. It's been very easy to talk about how he's he's a bust. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Anybody who follows sports. So this has been going on for years. Despite him having 13 years, I did not know he was in the league that long, 13 years in the league making millions and millions of dollars, he's still an easy joke to make. And it's the same joke every single time. With all of that, with all the years of the joking, has he ever come out and said anything? I didn't even know what his voice sounded like. Exactly. That's what I I didn't even know what his voice sounded like until he started making these videos. So imagine that it's you're, you're like, the brunt of every joke. Everybody, oh, okay, well, don't be Kwame Brown. But it's it's always been said. So the man has had enough. And I'll be honest, I'm here for it. Oh, you're on Kwame Brown's side. Well, my thing is, is I'm not I'm not about him going after everybody. And I honestly don't know everything he said. I don't know he went after Jamel and Stephen A. And all that. I've seen some of it. I've seen what he said about Matt Barnes and, and, and um, Stephen Jackson. But my thing is, how much can a man take? He sat quiet for all these years. He hasn't said a thing. And he said, you know what? I got time today. I've had enough. You want to talk about me? Let's go. And, so, I, and I'm for that. You he like has that. a right to def- he has a right to defend himself. He, he does. has a right to not sit in silence and allow people to continue to drag his name. He has the right to get people's minds right, and that's what he's been doing. But a lot of the stuff that he's been saying, like some of the stuff that he said about Charlemagne, was was defamatory. And <laughs> because Charlemagne is your friend, of course we got to say whoa, something about Charlemagne. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's your uh, friend. Well, here's the deal. All of these I don't know what he friends. said. I don't. I don't know what he said though. All of these people are my friends. Jamel is my friend. I don't know Stephen. I, I have no Jamel idea what he said about Jamel. Or you, so, this, so he's is he's easily triggered now is what I'm saying. Because all Jamel Hill said was he woke up and he chose violence. Correct. A very common saying. A very common saying, and I don't think that he knows what that means, or maybe he did, what did he know. Say? What he was he just say? like, don't speak on me saying I chose violence and stuff like that. And I don't know if he knows that she wasn't dissing him. 
He's just now, it's just like he's in a position where he's everybody can get it. His social media has gone up by, I think, like 30 or 40,000 followers. You know, Listen, he's been getting thousands of they views. They open Pandora's box. Stop talking. Stop. Before this, if people had to describe Kwame Brown, what would they say? One of NBA, the things would be he's a bus. It would no. The only thing would be NBA draft bus. Okay. The only thing would be NBA draft bus before. Now, this. how how would people describe him now? Fucking menace, <laughs> like the clap exactly. back. But look, here's the thing. Now, I'll be honest with you. A lot of the things that are being said, you know, these are personal insults, right? And so, I guess my question to you is that if you insult Kwame Brown about his NBA basketball career, because this is a question that we really should ask a lot of times when we're talking about this stuff. And I don't need to take up for these guys. Seriously, all of these guys can take up for themselves, right? Sure. But but if if we talk about Kwame Brown's NBA basketball career, right? That's something that you do and people get to talk about whether or not you're as good as the next player, whether or not you're this, whether or not you're that. That's something that's in the public forum. Talking about people's personal lives and is that not because all of his comebacks, so Matt and Jack are talking about Kwame Brown as a bust, right? They say, hey, it's a one-man trade. The clock... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. My the clapback's personal. No. The clapback is personal. The clapback is, hey, Derek Fisher stole Fisher. your wife. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. you're a gang member. Hey, this person accused you of this. Hey, you're weak. Hey, you're this. These are uh, he says it on his in his videos. He says, You're talking about basketball. I'm talking about your life. Is that fair? I'm not I, I'm not saying I'm not excusing the fact that he's attacking these people personally, but I think it's a little bit I don't think it's given the full story to say. Steven Jackson was just talking about the fact that his basketball skills weren't up to par. She said it was a two-man trade. He said, actually, it was just one. Right. That's ruthless. You just totally... That's ruthless? You just totally didn't even regard him as a human being and a basketball player. Oh, you just totally... You didn't say... Wait. You didn't... No, no, no. He could have said... He could have... He didn't even acknowledge him. That's fucking rude. Right. You it is rude. It is rude. But what I'm saying is. He didn't even acknowledge him as a person. Okay. So he wasn't as good as he was, he was projected to be. He was not a, he was not a first round draft pick like player in the NBA. He, his, his career did not amount to what people thought he was going to be. You can, that is all fair game. You can say all of that, but to diminish him to nothing by saying it was just a one man trade. I can see why it's like okay, that's how you want to do it. That's 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 cut, that's cutthroat. I'm not disagreeing with you that a clapback is a clapback, and that's another reason why we talk about this all the time. My daddy would be like, "Don't play with people. You slap somebody on the back of the neck, they might turn around and shoot you in your head. You never know what the next man got in his arsenal, and you don't know what kind of day he's having." But in the sense that they said it was a one man trade. When talking about people in basketball or sports terms, you're not talking about the essence of who they are. You're talking about whether or not you traded for something that can help your team. Right? He said he was nothing. He, Rachel, do you? Under, I, I get what you, I get what you're saying, but it is, it, that's in a basketball term. Like you can, is it okay? I guess I'll ask you this: Is it okay to say that somebody's nothing on the basketball court? Is it okay to say that somebody amounts to nothing? Like. 
as a basketball player. That's not what he said. He lit- She literally said it was a two-man trade. But they're talking and about basketball. Like, and he said, actually, it was. did he go on to explain that? No. Think of how it comes. You get what I'm saying. Think I about do. how that comes. Think do. about how that comes across. I'm not saying that they can't talk about him, his play on the court. I'm not talk, saying they can't talk about his time in the league. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying how they can't talk about his draft pick and how he didn't amount to what people thought he was going to be. All of that's fair and that's opinion based, and we do that all the time on podcasts. Right. So but look, like, here, here's my thing. In, I'd be in, I'd be upset if I left this podcast and they'd be like, oh well, it was only really about Van anyway. That that's this podcast is about all of your thoughts and all of your feelings. Okay. The okay. Look, here's the thing. He once again, you can't tell nobody how to respond. You just can't. You can't tell nobody how to respond. I tell you what, though, and this is the thing: a lot of stuff that gets said, you do say stuff to people that you can't unsay. Matt then challenged him to a fight. Matt, Matt Barnes did. I didn't see that part. Matt I just Barnes. saw him say he DM'd him and he didn't respond. Oh, well, and- at, according to Matt, what Matt tried to do at first was handle it and said, hey, blah, 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 if I said anything. And Kwame wasn't having that. So Matt said, "You can come on all of the smoke. We can talk about it face to face. And if you want to fight, we can fight. And, you know, obviously we know that Matt means that. Kwame has said that he doesn't want to do it. He says it's not going to be no violence, of course. He says no violence. Although... He did say that Stephen A. Smith should meet him in Seattle so he could assault Stephen A. Smith. What did Stephen A. say? Oh, my God. I'm sure Triller has been hitting up all these parties involved. Oh, my God. What Matt and Stack said is whatever. Stephen A. Smith has been on Kwame Brown's head for 20 years. Oh, there is a video. I thought you meant like recently. I'm, okay. There is a video of Stephen, Kwame and Stephen A. Smith. That's different. Matt, like Matt and Stack, you could take it or leave it, whatever they said. Kwame and Stephen A. Smith, that's different. Like Stephen A. Smith been on this man's head for years. One video that he had <laughs> is right after the trade. It, it's funny, but it is savage. Savage. He can't play. He has small hands. He can't catch the ball. He can't move. He's nothing. Doesn't know how to play the game of basketball. He's nothing. Are you serious? Are you serious? They traded Kwame Brown. It's like it's 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 uh it's a thing. I'm watching. Do you think let me ask you a question? Do you think that just before we before we leave Kwame Brown real quick, do you think that the the sort of analyzation, the sports talk has become too personal? that we're taking too many personal shots that everything now is a personal shot. You know, it, it is it. Do you, no. do you empathize with Kwame Brown? Haven't been the butt of all of these jokes for years. I guess you do. Right. And now he's getting his time. No, to back. I don't empathize with him, but what I'm saying is, should he respond? Then that's fair game as well. He's been the butt of all of the joke. Is it the brunt or the butt? It's the butt, the, the butt of jokes. You take the brunt of the damage and you're the butt okay, of the joke. Okay, the butt of the joke. Um, He's been that for years. So if he wants to respond, then I'm for it. And I don't really, and I don't, and I'm not going to judge him for how he's responding. I'm not saying that's what I would do. I'm not going to, it's pent up of for, for how many years? For Forever how many years? He, when did he get drafted? 
2001. Okay. This is a 20-year issue. Yeah. For 20, 20 years. years. And he's finally decided to speak. So if they can talk about him, he can talk about them. Yeah. And now he says he has a larger goal for the black community. He wants to stop. It's just a lot of content coming out. He wants to he wants to change the dynamic of black men being paid by other people to uh to talk shit about other black men. And he wants black women to twenty stop. years. He wants black women to stop fucking with rappers and guys like that that don't care about them. He said and, this? Uh yeah. He's got a whole <laughs> he's a he's black women need to do better. Well, look, I'm not gonna look, I'm not gonna Sum it up. You guys can go watch. Okay. It. He's got a whole deal, whole deal, whole deal. Well, he's he about to, to get a pod. He's about to get some deals. Oh, it's right? all coming. Podcast it's, thriller. It's all coming. It's all coming. Because yeah. he's a good. He's a good talker, and you know what I mean. He is, but you know, you say stuff and you can't take it back. And then now you you you're in a situation to where, like, man, it's Jack mad. Mad is like whatever. Jack I didn't hear what. Yeah, I didn't mad. hear what. He, I didn't hear what um, he said about Stephen Jackson. You watched the game last night, LeBron versus the Warriors. Warriors, LeBron, greatest blind athlete of all time. He's the best. I wa- I saw the fourth quarter. You guys, Le- LeBron James is LeBron James is fantastic, man. LeBron James last night got poked in his eye. Or maybe even got his eye rubbed on. And he acted like he had been tortured in the fucking Spanish Inquisition. I've never seen anything like this before in my life. LeBron James. LeBron James' dedication to character was so much greater than anything (laughs) that Daniel Day-Lewis has ever attempted. Not Daniel Day-Lewis. It's LeBron James. So you get poked in the eye, right? I get acting. I get the acting, and I love LeBron. Everybody knows this. Get the reaction of the initial contact. We get that. You're trying to get the flagrant foul. I got it. LeBron James is somewhere right now with a completely healthy eye, still blinking. He's talking to Savannah right now. He's got an eye patch on. He's walking around the house, bumping into stuff. He's still selling it somewhere right now. (laughs) He got out of character, though, for a second. Let me tell you something. This is why people don't like he LeBron James. Thirty-four foot three. This is why people have issues with LeBron tried James. Tried to convince us he couldn't see. This is why people have issues with LeBron. He like, shot the ball from Downey and tried to convince us he couldn't see. I, I can't. I can't. LeBron, oh I can't. I can't see is going to be the new my bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the new like. Oh, I, I even today when I was reading things and I would mess up, I was like, "My bad, my bad." I see three screens. I'm mad. I, I, just, I need to just focus on the middle one. I just need to focus on the middle one. My bad. I can't see. That's this, like that kind of. It's when I saw it, and then it, and it wasn't even an original line, right? I think that was the worst part. You were really selling it, and you took it from a Rocky movie. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't an original. That's another thing. Like just hit the one. I just shot the one in the middle. But that's probably where he. He I could, got it from a movie. He stole could, the line. I could spin that if I'm him, though. I could say that Rocky helped me understand how to hit the target. Let me tell you something. The in the he gets, first of all, I can't confirm that Draymond actually even hit him in the eye. He definitely made contact with him, definitely in the face. Hit him in not the face. Sure if, not sure yeah. if it was the eye, but that's what he was going with, right? The worst part is he makes the shot. 
And he's like, I can't. I, and then set points to his eye like, I can't even see. He was, he was, it's like he was trying to have his Michael Jordan flu game moment. But with, at the end of the game, when they were, you know, you're, you're dapping up the other players and, you know, you're talking to him, his eyes were fine. When he's talking to Steph, he's not blinking. He's not like holding the eye. But he did say to eye. him, though, he did say to Steph, he said, I can't see. And then Steph goes, man, get out of here. We know you can see. Nigga. Like, did he really say that? He did. Like, his, if both you his watch, eyes if were you, fine. If both you watch their fine. thing, he did look a little Forrest Whitaker. No, no, no. He, he looked a little Forrest Whitaker, a little biggie. Like, you could say, like, he, <laughs> what? Is that wrong? That's wrong? <laughs> what? what? He looked a little Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. What you said? I'm, no. I want no parts of that. That's not right. Forrest Whitaker got the eye thing. Is that just a description of the way, like, he looks? Well, man, shout out to Forrest Whitaker, man. Get out of here. <laughs> just man, shout out to the Godfather of Harlem. My bad. Like, you know? It was a but, uh, it was, Okay. No, but LeBron, but look, the Lakers won. It was a good game. It's just so funny. I hate he made the shot. I hate he made the shot. Man, that was a deep one, baby. What do you think he would have said if he did make the shot? Right? Yeah, he he would have blamed it on his see. eye. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't see. see. He didn't yeah. pick the one in the middle. He wasn't right. seeing three. He just couldn't see at all. Right. And they said it was a lucky shot. Nah. Why didn't a... he hug the wrong Steph? Why didn't he know. dap up the wrong player? He you know what I mean? He, he didn't Were there bump not three of nobody? Nothing. You know, Drake was there. Did you see Drake there last night? Drake mm-hmm. was courtside, baby. Mm-hmm, Drake so. and Michael B. Jordan without remorse. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out to LeBron, man. Space Jam Two gonna be great. If the acting can't. is that good, if the acting is that no, the act no no no, the was acting good. wasn't good. You did a good job to me. No, it wasn't. We all called it for what it was. The acting was not good. So if it if that's what Space Jam's about, still will be a fan of the original. Let's take a break real quick. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Candace Owens. Are we out of time? We got, we got, we got time for a little bit of Candace Owens. We always got time for a little bit of Candace. No, because there were two people that we said we weren't going to talk about on this podcast. Oh, did we say that? One was Khan. Yay. Khan, yay. Still, 
keep talking oh, okay. about him. And the other is Candace. But you you have something you want to say. What do you want to nah, say? We're what do you want to say about her? Uh, look, I, I, I made it Other than she's ignorant. Be- ignorance is not a hot take. That's what that's all my that's the only thing I want to say about that. Ignorance is not a hot take. That's what you want to say. She's that's all that, I want to say. So you don't you want to just leave it because I, we, we could leave it because I was going to bring it. Well, you know what? We already brought it up. She said that announcing your pronouns are they them is just poor grammar. She tweeted, I don't care your reasons. Please stop making low academic achievement a thing. It's just so you go on this whole crusade to bring down Chrissy Teigen for past tweets that she's done and they and they were problematic i'm not excusing them but you go on this whole thing you talk about how disgusting she is and how problematic the language that she uses in her tweets are and how dismissive she is of human beings and the fact that they're suicidal yet you're going to dismiss a whole group of people by not even understanding what it is to be non-binary and just dismissing it as poor grammar. Like that's what I'm. That's why I'm like her ignorance you know, is not a hot take, and I I can't stand it. I hate that we even give her the attention for it. It's true, and you're right. We shouldn't have. And I, I actually do apologize to the audience, but I, will I can't say, stand her. Like what I what I'd say is it's like, like what do you care, Candice? Like well, what do you care? Like who? Like, she's what? trending. That's what she cares about. I guess that's you're it. right. That's we, it. We got to be better. I got I got to be better. I got to be better. She's you called me out. I, I deserve I to be called that out. She, no, 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 no. I'm saying fine. no. I'm saying no because your point is valid. Because the thing is, like, people want to describe themselves in a certain way, and they want they want. What do you care? It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt you at all. I just understand why we do this. And 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 when people are like, why don't y'all have Candace Owens come on the show? How do you argue with that? It's just, it's the dumbest take. It is so ignorant. It ignores a, an entire group of people. What would I say to that? Like, I don't even want to deal with anything like that. That's the thing. It's not logical. There's no reason behind it. It's just, she's just spewing things out for tweets, for attention, to trend. That is her entire platform. Her entire platform is just to garner attention, loud and wrong. You know what our entire platform is? What? Our entire t- platform is to listen to the questions from our listeners because it's. Play the song. <laughs> Mailbag time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in. All right. All right, Trudy. Come on, man. Last time we didn't do mailbag because you didn't have shit going the way it was supposed to go. And now we need to do mailbag. Let's first question. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Go. Y'all Let's don't go. don't Let's believe Van. But anyways, from Drea Jones, what's the pettiest thing you've ever done and why? The pettiest thing I've ever done. What's the pettiest thing I ever did? Probably tagging TMZ after I won the Academy. <laughs> I was talking to someone about that the other day. Because I didn't notice you did that at first. Right. <laughs> Right. I love that. Yeah, right. I love that. Uh, yeah. I would say maybe like after a breakup, going out with that that uh, ex's friend and snapchatting Whoa! it, and snap, and then snapchatting it and being like, "I didn't know you would see that." Whoa, whoa, That's that is up. next level petty. Why would you do something like that? 
I was hurt. So you went out. You went out. So you hurt went out. People with, hurt people. That's really. That's really what that comes down to. So you hurt went people, out. Hurt with, people. So you went out with the friend. It wasn't even really a date. I just made it seem like that because I knew that's what it would look like, and I knew it would get back. That's that's a bad one, Rach. That's that's hurt that's, people. Hurt people. Hurt people. I can admit that. I'm mature so, enough to say it. I know. So I recognize my wrongs. Did he? Did the guy hit you up and go, "Why are you hanging out with my with my boy?" A hundred percent. What'd you I say? remember I turned to my cousin and I was like, it got him, got him, <laughs> got worked. him. What, I mean, what did you, I mean. Was he, he went off. He went off. Like, why were you doing that? And I was like, he's rattled. He's rattled. He's I also, a, he's also Messed a lame. Messed up his day. He's also a lame for caring, by the way. Who cares? Why? It was me. Well, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm he saying, cared. Man, he cared. Well, but what I'm saying, he didn't care enough to stay in a relationship. It's a pride. It's a pride. You, you sure right about that? And that was my argument. It's a pride. <laughs> it's a pride thing, right? Just the fact that he knew him. That man, I don't want to get details, care. but yeah, I don't care who. There's actually one time. There's one uh -oh. time that I uh oh, care. we all got it in us. You want to hear a story? Yes. So there was a girl, um, back in Louisiana. Her name was Marie Route. And why are we calling out people's names? Because they all know what's up. Okay. And and um Marie Route. And I like she was she was like she was like my girlfriend. But she mm -hmm. was like the first girlfriend that I like took serious. And then after that I met Paulette, who was like my first love, but me and Marie always had a thing, you know. Remember, I think I told about I told you about this. We were player proof, and then the girls, they were the pink ladies. No, I just knew about player proof. Oh no. So the girls were the pink ladies. All right. Okay. So we were player proof. They were the pink ladies. They named themselves after <laughs> the pink ladies from Greece, Greece mm -hmm. because we were like the T Birds and they were like the pink ladies. And this was Afia, Marie, and cute. Allison <laughs> and uh Tidra. And so all of those girls, they were the pink ladies, we were player proof. And really it was kind of like everybody was paired up. Not okay. really, but there was so much crossover in the college days between the player proof and the pink ladies that it was like a, a like a thing. We always hung out together and we're still all friends to this day. Okay. Everybody's happy and all married and kids and all of this. But I went to Louisiana Tech University, went away from Baton Rouge with my girlfriend. And while I was away, uh, Marie had a little uh, tryst with a friend of mine, a member of the Player Proof named Bryant. Still my man right now. I'm still mad at you, B. Bryant Clark was his name. Okay, But you weren't with Marie. I wasn't with Marie. Okay. I wasn't with Marie. I wasn't with her at all. Man, I never will forget. And is, here's the thing. This was the thing that kind of it was her that told me. So this is what happened. I was uh I I I came over to her house one day and she goes, uh I actually still weirdly respect her for this. I came over to her house one day and it was college time, so we everybody was broke and she like uh she said that she was hungry, she wanted something to eat. And I was like, I only have like three bucks left, but I'll go around the corner to uh, to McDonald's and see what I can get for you. And she just looked at me. 
And I came back and I gave her some food. And then I hung out there for a night and I left. And then she just called me and she told me. She was like, you literally went and you spent the last money that you had to get me something to eat. And she just felt bad. And she told me she had done nothing wrong. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes. She had done nothing wrong. And Brian yeah. had done nothing wrong. Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. He kind of did do something wrong, though, because he, he, he did do something wrong. It's, like, it's 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 yeah. too close for comfort. But you yeah. said y'all were in and out. Y'all were there was some yeah. dipping in the waters and stuff. And so, like, I remember, man, did I let this nigga have it. I was so called him up. Yo, man, you this blah, 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 blah. And it was bad for a while. But then we were kids. We got we all got right back. So I'm, let me not act like I never care about stuff like that. But see, after that, that was the last time. Okay. That was the one that said that was my fucking moment. Now it's like I can stop dating you and you can go fuck with my dad. And I'm gonna be like, hey, I hope y'all happy. I can't care that much about anything else about who's dating somebody after. Yeah, I don't believe that. It's very true. Okay. Well, you're also not in that situation. And I don't want you to be. So definitely not. Our next question (laughs) from Deshaun Dilworth. What is one conspiracy theory that you wholeheartedly believe? Ooh, Shoot, we just talked about one of them. Do we consider UFOs conspiracy theories? Kind of, but you know the government's dealing with it. I, I have one. Okay. I don't believe we went to the moon. Why? Uh, <laughs> is it the wind? Is it the wind thing? Is it the wind it's, that gets it's, you? It's the whole globule of things like so do you not believe we went to the moon back then and what was it 69 or do you think that we've never been there i don't think we've ever been okay we never went back and i think it was we never went back we never went there apparently right uh we never went back even if you ever got yeah so i i believe in the conspiracy that this was all a setup in the space race for us to win the Cold War with the Russians, I don't 100% believe it, but I would say I 60% believe that we never went to the moon. And I've I've actually done a little research on it, and I feel okay about saying that. I don't care. It, it doesn't matter to me whether we went or we didn't. We didn't go. It doesn't okay. matter to me either, but I don't But think interesting. I, interesting. Yeah, That's, I don't know what I thought I, you would say. I 60% believe that we never went to the moon. Um, I believe in... in that there's there are other things out there, which is why it's so terrifying to me. That is that's why I'm scared because I really think it's a real possibility, and I don't like admitting that. Okay, word up. Uh, last question. Uh, come on, Trudy, come out with it. <laughs> From B Philosophical, what animated cartoon character do you relate to the most, and why? Animated cartoon character do I relate to the most, and why? Good question. Uh um Snarf from the Thundercats. Okay. You know, the Thundercats are all powerful and stuff like that. Snarf trying to live his life. Snarf like Sn- Thundercats all powerful, bunch of cats. So that's you, all powerful. Okay. No, 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 no. Snarf, I said, listen to this. I never watched Snarf. Thundercats, but okay. <laughs> Fucking Never mind. Snarf. So the Thundercats are all powerful, jumping around, doing all of their thing. And, you know, hey, cats flying through space and all of that. Thunder, thunder. Then they're all so important. And then there's just Snarf. There's good old Snarf, right? Snarf is there. Snarf is serious. 
Snarf knows stuff. Snarf, Snarf is a real thing, but like, it's always like, oh, Snarf, 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 Snarf. It's like Snarf, he says stuff and then he says Snarf, Snarf. He's, he's got a wit and he's got a, he's special in a way. He does things too. Everything Snarf does is important, but people don't think it's going to be important. Snarf has to continuously prove himself over and over and over again to these Thundercats that think they're all perfect. They think they got it all figured out. They think they know what's going on. Lionel's going out for his uh, destiny. Panthro's fucking black. Like Chitara, Tigger, all of it. They're all doing all of these things. Wally Kit, Wally Cat. They think that they're so important, but they don't know how much they need Snarf. Snarf, Snarf. Snarf, Snarf is the one that should be paid attention to. Snarf, Snarf is the heart of the group, but no one can see it. The fucking answer is Snarf. Okay, wow. Um, <laughs> y'all know that this is a little bit of a difficult one for me. I guess off the top of my head, I would say Lola Bunny. Um, because she's a tomboy, tom girl, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. People underestimate her, but the moment they try her, she lets them know what's yeah. up. Yeah. She's yeah. in a male dominated space, but she okay. can hold her own. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And she's cute. Hey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's me. Lola Bunny is dope. That's like that's actually a that's actually a dope one. That's actually dope. I was gonna say Garfield for you. Garfield. Lasagna. You know what I mean? I don't even like cheese, so why the fuck would you say that? You don't like you don't like cheese. <laughs> That's why I never knew that. All right. Uh, do you no, have no, a, no, 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 no. Why Garfield? Hey, Garfield, <laughs> he's a he's a cat. You know what I mean? He's like he hangs out. He's a cat. He's a cat. You know, he's a cat. He's he's uh he's very Isn't he a little grumpy and sarcastic. A little bit. Like very pessimistic. A little bit. A little bit. He's grumpy. A little mean. Little, little bit. Little bit, the kind of guy that trying to say the kind of guy that would that you wouldn't invite to the party that would send a man to the soup kitchen. You know what I mean? Have a man out there looking for another job. Chris Harrison. Have we heard from Chris Harrison? (laughs) No, I have not. Have we heard from Chris Harrison? Do we know where he's at? Is he okay? Have you have you reached out? He is. Have you reached out? I have not. I have not. How about this? Let's do something right now. Neither has he. Can we? Let's do something right now. This would be why great. Don't you leave, why don't you leave that man alone? He obviously does not want to be bothered. Rachel, Rachel, this would be great. Let's text Chris Harrison live on Higher Learning right now. Like Great for I, who? I dare you right now to just text Chris Harrison. I've never up, been big, one for dares. Never what, been one for dares. What's up, big head? Hey, big head. <laughs> <laughs> he would probably really be offended. Would not get that that's, that's all love. <laughs> like, right. He'd be like, hey, big head. He'll hit you back like... I've been thinking the long and hard about the situation of people in America. And what if I just said, oops, wrong person? Oops, wrong person. Wrong window. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong window. Hope you're all right, bro. Uh, Make sure to get your EDD claim in this week. Uh, All right. Uh, Do you have an unexpected ally of the week? No. I don't. don't have an unexpected ally of the week? I do not have an unexpected ally this week. It was uh, very difficult. Did not have an unexpected ally this week at all. Okay, uh, you guys, very special situation coming up next week. It is the one-year anniversary on May the 28th of the Higher Learning Podcast. Woo! And why? We are one year old. We are just a little bit older than Bozeman. Um, it is amazing. Uh, that's going to be next Friday's podcast. We want you guys to help us celebrate our one-year anniversary. 
in two ways. Number one, a special edition of Mailbag. We want the Thought Warriors to record their questions using voice memos. We want to hear your voices, okay? Send the voice memo to higherlearningringer at gmail.com. Higherlearningringer at gmail.com, okay? Uh, if you want to be featured in the anniversary episode, send your voices to that. All right. We also want you guys, uh, hashtag Thought Warriors, record a video saying what higher learning means to them or what they've enjoyed the most about the podcast over the year. You submit that video to the same address, higherlearningringer at gmail.com. We want to have you guys fully integrated into the celebration of the one-year anniversary of Higher Learning because we are so appreciative of you guys, uh, including yep. the guys over at R slash Thought Warriors, the number one community on Reddit right now for, for Higher Learning and all <laughs> Higher Learning-related stuff. I love it. I love it there. I go there all the time. I spend a lot of time there. Do you? I'm I feel like I'm missing out. I need to, I need to come in. I'm clapping back. People never know when I'm lurking. They never know. Hey, Van did this. Oh, really? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. They're fun. They're having a lot of thought-provoking conversations. And, I, and that's and what I we it. want from Thought Warriors. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I just got a message. It just came to me live from our Thought Warriors. It's from Lonely-AD-6149. And it's... It's a reply on a video on a on a post that I posted like a week ago about the Michael Rappaport podcast. Come on, Lonely Warrior sixty nine. All right, uh, I'm out. Rachel, you got anything else? Nope, nope, nothing else. Tell you thing caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan, and I'm Rachel Lindsay. We are out. Bye, guys. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.